Welcome to the Other Six Podcast, where we talk about life, scripture, and what it looks like to follow Jesus, not just on Sunday, but the other six days of the week. Podcast. Uh, my name is Preston, and on the podcast with me is Jody Healy. Hello. And Patrick Andrews. Hello. And we're back after a little bit of a hiatus, a little bit of a long break, mm-hmm. but conveniently picking up right where we left off yes. because uh, at, uh, in the Sunday morning services at North Liberty Church of Christ, we're going through a series on the core values. And if your memory is uh, excellent, then you might remember that's exactly what we were talking about months ago when yeah. the last time we recorded this podcast yeah. is uh, we just wanted to wait until the time was right. And exactly. guess what? The time is right. Yes, it, it is, is today. <laughs> so we're today back. is the day. And we're talking about pursue community. And so each of us have just brought uh, some some tips to uh, to pursue community and what it looks like to pursue community uh, on the other six days of the week on a daily basis. And so we're just going to bring those tips for you for this podcast episode. Um, unless we have anything else, I said we go ahead and just dra- dive into it. Let's jump. Let's just jump into All it. Right. I know Jody has the scripture that ties to that core value uh, right there on his computer. Yeah, so absolutely. You want to start us off by Yeah, it's um, kind of this scripture that we tie to this core value is John 13, 34, and 35. It says, a new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Mm-hmm. So. And this is our second core value. Correct. We've talked about the first one in a previous podcast episode. You can go back and listen to that. Which is devote daily. How much importance, Jody, do you think there is on the order of our core values? Well, it's vital because uh, out of the overflow of devoting daily and connecting with Jesus, it kind of drives, it kind of sets everything else. Mm-hmm. It's through connecting with Jesus that we find out what's next for us. And, and like, okay, uh, what does this look like to pursue Jesus? And as we pursue Jesus, what, is, what does that look like to walk in Jesus' way? And yeah. so. That's, and so that's why that's so important. I agree. I, I think that the Devote Daily has to be the first one. Yep. Um, devote Daily and Pursue Community, I think a lot of times we end up getting those reversed. And I think that's okay sometimes. Sometimes people will find a community before they find Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think that's okay. Yep. Uh, I think it's okay to backtrack on that one. I think we're going to find in the next few episodes of this with the different... Um, with the different core values that we have, that that order of devoting daily becomes even more important Absolutely. to have established before yeah. you dive into these other ones. Uh, so look forward to that conversation later on. But for now, Pursue Community. Uh, we've each brought a couple tips, and so let's go ahead and share those. Jody, why don't you share your first one? Sure. Um, I think it uh, talks about being intentional to connect. Uh, I find that in our Western cultural world of individualism, that we have a tendency to uh, to get so busy and so focused on ourselves that often the busyness can drown out the opportunities to connect with others, and then all of a sudden we find ourselves alone and isolated, and that's kind of a dangerous place to be, especially within the, in, the, in the circle of Christianity. God calls us to community, and uh, we have to really fight for it. I find that I have to fight for it because... Just, uh, just the way things, our culture and the way things world work, it's just easy to get busy. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, connecting with people become it becomes hard sometimes. And so uh, I meet with a men's group on Monday night, and I, I find that I almost have to fight for it. Like my family, my wife has to fight for this opportunity for me to connect with these guys mm-hmm. because there's always something trying to push up against it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and sometimes it's easy for us to – just feel like we have our community established already. We, you know, yeah. we've got our family or mm-hmm. we've got our, our work buddies or whatever, yeah. but we're not intentionally pursuing a Christ following community where I can grow and I can help others grow. Yeah, too. And that's, and that's the thing. Sometimes you can have your buddies, you know, where, you know, you go eat wings and, you know, maybe play a little fantasy football. And those things are great, but that's not quite the biblical community that would spur you on to the things of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you have to be intentional. And, and there's nothing wrong with those things by any means. But uh, the community that, that, that we find in Scripture is a community that, uh, yeah, you could do those things, but it also encourages you to become what Jesus wants you to become. Right. Like you have people that are going to come alongside you in that journey and people <coughs> that you can come alongside that, their, their journey of faith. I think the action point for that would be if if you're feeling like man I don't have that community I mm-hmm. I don't I don't have any I'm not pursuing any kind of community I'm not anywhere there's a lot of different action points we we could talk about community groups right sure, which, absolutely excellent that's mm-hmm. like if you if you really have, have no friends no idea yeah. <laughs> not that you don't have any friends but if you're <laughs> like I don't know where to start with this yeah. community groups is an amazing step one because all you got to do is just say I want to join a community group yep. and and we'll put you in one we'll, mm-hmm. we'll create a community for you wow yeah, right. incredible yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess the second one would be if you're like man what where do I find this community pick up the phone yeah. um, being intentional means sometimes you got to be the one that makes a phone call to your your brother or your sister uh, in Christ or or someone who you look up to and um, you know you you see them as a mentor for you and mm-hmm. and call them and just be like hey let's go get tacos yep, you know absolutely like you can start that community you don't have to wait till somebody else finds you in it you know yeah. um, so be intentional do it that on doesn't purpose. happen by accident true community doesn't happen by right, accident. Right. It's, it, you know, you talk about being intentional of maybe calling or texting or saying, hey, I want to be a part of uh, a close Christian brother of mine. Uh, I've connected with him on uh, on Friday and it, it's been 23 years. Mm-hmm. It was like, how long has it been? It's been 23 years. And so for us, it was an opportunity to spur each other on, to encourage each other, to uh, pray for one another. And it was good, but it's amazing how fast time goes and how distracted we get. And I'm like, man, and we're both of us like, man, we got to do this again because it was so good for our hearts. It's so good for our faith, encouraging one another. And we're like, no, we have to make this be more intentional yeah. In, yeah. in our connection. Not only just intentionality, but also like community, it's, it's not built overnight. Yeah. Um, right. Like friendships are hard. Like think about your friends that you have still from high school. Mm-hmm. Like um, those friendships that last that long, you didn't just like, bump into each other and then oh instantly i'm gonna be your best friend for 20 years you know so um being intentional is great but then also like going through the rockiness with those people is also going to build that relationship too yeah we we've shared this statistic on this podcast before but there's a stat going around that says you have to the number of hours you have to spend with somebody before you consider them a close friend i think it's 200 hours Mm -hmm. On average, is how long it takes, bef- like of time spent together before someone feels comfortable saying you're a close friend, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Absolutely. Well, when we're talking about a biblical community who is going to guide biblically and is going to help us devote daily and challenge and be a people that we can live transparently with, like the rest of our core values, 
But that's not going to happen on the first hour or the mm-hmm. fifth hour, you know. It might take a couple hundred hours to get there. Well, yeah. especially when you're talking about deep stuff, mm-hmm. hard stuff, heart wound stuff. Like, you're not going to come into, hey, my name is Jody, and I want to tell you about my, my struggles, my deepest struggles and uh, my uh, vulnerabilities and stuff. And that takes a while, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's okay. It should. I mean, you just don't give somebody that kind of information about yeah, yourself sure. until you actually know that you can trust them. Yeah. I want to bounce my first tip kind of off of Jody's a little bit. Um, mine's not necessarily about being intentional, but it's about being consistent. Um, like you said, 23 years, that's a really long time. But Absolutely. how many of us have, have committed to to having community with somebody, but then, well, we just forget to pick up the phone or mm-hmm. we get busy or it's just not at the top of our to-do list. Um, a good biblical community, I think you need to be consistent. Again, I mean, I'm going to keep plugging this the whole episode. Community groups is going to be mm-hmm. the best yeah. uh, way to fit that in because you're, you're on a, a biweekly basis or whatever works for your group, but you have a schedule sh- set up where um, that's consistent. And, and I think that's just, just key. Find something that works for everybody and be consistent about it. Um, we know the struggles of being consistent on not just community, but just mm-hmm. on anything. Mm-hmm. It, it can be hard. Uh, recording this podcast. Look at the podcast. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, last time we were here, we promised we were going to be consistent, and then yeah. we sh- disappeared for six months, right? Yeah. We know the issues of being consistent. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want a good community, that's where it comes from, I think. Every week, we like to talk about one of the missions that we support as a church. And this week, we're going to talk about Casas Por Cristo. It's an organization that builds houses for people who need them. And uh, we have had the opportunity to go on several Casas Por Cristo trips, build multiple houses, and we've got another one coming up in March. We sent a group last year to the Dominican Republic to build a house, and when they got back, I had a chance to interview Lynn Pride just to hear a little bit about her experience and ways that she was challenged and uh, what you might be able to expect if you were ever to come on a Casas trip. And so uh, here is that interview I had with Lynn Pride. So Lynn, first tell us, what is Casas Por Cristo? So Casas Por Cristo in English translates to Houses for Christ. And so this is a ministry that started in the mid-90s with a dream to go and and provide a tangible need uh, for families in different countries. And they began in Mexico. Um, Casas starts out by going to countries, by um, sending missionaries, and these missionaries move and they live in the culture and they go around the community and they meet different pastors they visit different churches places that are already there ministries that are already there um, serving the community spreading the gospel you know being a part of the kingdom and then they ask how can we how can we partner with you by building homes for your families and they they form a pastor's committee in the countries that they're in and then those pastors meet together and they pray over their communities And so it's uniting churches, it's uniting different congregations together. Um, And then it's also, you know, these these pastors, they hear about different families in their communities, and then they bring these families to this pastor's committee, and CASAs connects them with different teams and different churches in the United States. And those churches or teams, um, it doesn't necessarily just have to be from a church. Um, Some people bring, you know, their employees or they take their family, um, but they come down in these trips and they build a home for a family in need. So tell me a little bit specifically about your trip that you went on. Who, who did you build the house for and what were some of the experiences that you had? Yeah, so we uh, took a group of 15 people, um, some from um, this area and 
Uh, very fortunate that some of my family members from Michigan were able to join us on this trip. And we traveled to the Dominican Republic and we built a home for the Fieras family. And uh, the Fieras family consisted of a mom and a dad and three children, an eight-year-old, a six-year-old, and a cute little four-year-old. And um, we got to go. We flew in on a, on a Sunday and we, you know, uh, got settled into the place where we're staying. I think this is funny, but I told the people that were on our trip that we were mission trip glamping because their accommodations were very nice for a mission trip. I've been on trips where it wasn't right. <laughs> it wasn't as luxurious. <laughs> um, and we stayed in this nice place and we got up, uh, were able to rest comfortably and got up on a Monday morning. And we went to the area where we were going to build the the land that the family had purchased. And day one, we met our family, and we worked really hard uh, until 4:30 in the afternoon, pouring a foundation to the house. We measured boards, we built walls, and that was day one. Day two, we showed up. The foundation was hard, and we were able to begin putting walls together. Not just putting up the walls, but putting on the siding, um, starting the electrical. We got the roof done. And the end of day two, in two days, we had a standing, safe, existing home. Mm. And on the third day, we worked only a half a day, and we went in and we finished the electrical. We finished the windows. We finished, um, you know, just a little odds and ends. And we built a home for the Fierros family in two and a half days. Wow, that's incredible. It was incredible. If there's one thing about this trip that really um, is really going to stick with you, one thing that stands out that you think um, the people who listen to this podcast might want to hear, what would that be? Um, I like to explain, um, you know, I, I shared with you earlier that there's lots of different things that stood out to me about this trip. Um, God, God spoke to me in many different ways. Um, I like to think of it as, you know, we see the world where we are right now just through, you know, the same lens every day. And then when you are able to travel or not necessarily even out of the country, but move out of your own comfort zone and see things, you see the world, you see the church in a bigger way. And that's that's one of my biggest takes this time was uh, we had some downtime, right? Because we built the house in two and a half days. Mm -hmm. So we had time to, the Dominican culture is very laid back. And so they spend a lot of time talking, spending time with each other in community. And we had a lot of good conversations. We had conversations about the church down there. You know, one of the conversations I had with one of the guys that helped us was, you know, tell me about the things the church is doing down here. And they talked about, you know, um, the church is alive and they're excited about Christ. They're excited about God. They're excited about the kingdom. Um, but there's things that they struggle with too. They struggle with keeping families coming every Sunday. They struggle with dads leading in the home. They struggle with moms seeing the need to nurture their children at times. You know, the there's different struggles. Um, that Some of those face. struggles sound kind of familiar, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. It's the same struggles that we have here. And it just, it made me think even more of how we serve a God who is the same everywhere. And their struggles are the same as our struggles. They're... Their joys, their their good things are the same that we have here. You know, it just looks different. Mm -hmm. And their community, you know, I, I think one of my favorite things about our church is our community and how when there's something going on, we show up for each other. You know, we do make meals. We do 
drop off groceries on the back of the porch. You know, we pick up each other's kids. There's, I mean, there's just so many things that we do that I've seen within this community that I also saw in the Dominican community, the church showing up for each other. And that just, it was encouraging to see. It was encouraging to see that, um, that we love the Lord, the same Lord, the same way. And um, my life will never be the same after that mm-hmm. trip. And I know, even though um, you know, I've been on many mission trips, it's just every time God shows us different things. And Casas is changing lives down there um, in all of the countries. They, Like I said, they're in seven different countries. So it's a beautiful thing. If Casas Por Cristo sounds like a trip or a mission trip that you uh, support and you want to be involved in, there's lots of ways to get involved. Uh, first and foremost, they need prayer. Uh, in just a couple months in March, they're going to be taking another group down to the Dominican to build another house. And they need prayer leading up to and during this trip. They also need support financially. Uh, one of the great ways that you can support this group financially is if you order a cookbook. Uh, you can do that at northliberty.cc. Go to the Next Steps page and there's a link for a cookbook. And it's going to have recipes from our people at North Liberty Church of Christ. And uh, some amazing recipes in there. And all of the money raised through that project is going to go towards reducing the cost for people to attend uh, this trip in the Dominican Republic for Pasas Por Cristo. Uh, and lastly, they still have a couple of spots available. I know it's really close. It's only in a couple of months, but they have some spots available. If this sounds like a trip that you might be able to go on and you'd like to go on and you want more information about, um, they're going in March. And you can find more information if you just send an email to info at northliberty.cc. Then uh, we can get connected to you with Lynn and uh, see if there's room for you on that trip and if uh, it would work with your schedule to be able to go and be a part of kingdom work in the Dominican Republic and building a house for a family in need. Uh, we'd love for you to be able to go on that trip. So again, send an email info at northliberty.cc uh, for more information about this trip. Yeah, I, I think uh, having a good community also to look into the future a little bit on what we're going to talk about, I think next week is um, to guide biblically. Um, I saw a like infograph about how many verses in the New Testament say one another in it? And there's like 55 or 57, depending on your translations. Um, but that's a lot of scripture to build around one another. That's 55, 57 ways to connect with a community. Absolutely. Um, and like you said, it's, it's, it's got to be intentional, and, and it might be hard, and you got to pursue it and be consistent. Um, I think if you're pursuing God and you're chasing after God, and you, I've heard this for like dating, if you're pursuing God and you look left and right, those are the people that you want to date, the people that are running alongside. Um, but I think that works for friendship and for pursuing community as well. Absolutely. If you're running after God and you look left and right, those are the people you want to connect with. Hmm. Yeah, I just think that's a, a cool little visual. That's cool. Uh, would you say you're pursuing God right now? Right now? Yeah. Sitting, sitting down, down at this table? table? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I'm on your left and Jody's on your yeah. right. So. Yeah. And I think I think we have a great community. Yeah. Well, we're both taken. <laughs> yeah. Dang it. Dang it. Well, not, not dating, dating wise, <laughs> but, but maybe we can grab lunch after. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Jody, give us your next one. Uh, embracing the opportunities. Uh, I know here at NLCC, we, we, we create different opportunities, not just within our community groups, but within our classes. I think, uh, mm-hmm. I know, I think about uh, Patrick, your men's class. That really does become a, by the end of that year term, that, that becomes really a community group. Really I think does. about my class, uh, 
going through Philippians and the women's class going uh, through Galatians. Mm -hmm. Like each one of those, I'm talking to my wife. She's like, man, those are opportunities. And she's connecting, she's connecting with the word and learning, but she's also connecting to the women around her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being aware of opportunities, like, man, you know, I want to connect with people. I want to connect with people in their journey with, with Christ and looking for opportunities. It could be moms. It could be, uh, it could be a community group. Um, it could be, you, you know, there's different, there's different kind of groups around that you can connect with. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of saying, you know what, if, if you're looking for a community and just saying, you know what, God, I just pray that you would just provide a door for me to connect with other brothers and sisters. Guess what? We, we know we, I've experienced this in my own life, and I know through the word it says that God will provide our needs when, when those things come up. And so just being mindful of those. Hmm. That's good. All right, I'll share my last one as well. Um, I think a key for community, for good biblical community, is you don't, want to have a massive list of shallow relationships mm-hmm. uh, you want a few deep relationships I don't want to I'm not trying to limit how many friends you have that's not the goal but when I'm talking about biblical community uh, you want to have deep deep relationships that you can be open and honest with people who you are going to listen to and that you'll be humble with and that you can um, take criticism not criticism but take um, I mean I don't know what a better word would be guidance yeah Yeah. constructive guidance (laughs) yeah you can take guidance from Mm -hmm. and you can give guidance to and that can't happen with you know the the people that you don't you don't see regularly and that can't happen with relationships that aren't deep and so pursue uh, a few Mm -hmm. deep relationships we're talking Mm -hmm. you know five to ten if we're looking at community groups even two to three um, it's fine, but you don't need, you don't need a community of 30 or, you know, you yeah. don't need an army. You need, you need a look at Jesus. Yep. I mean, Jesus had his disciples and he picked 12 mm-hmm. and, uh, and he picked three and, and then he picked three, you know, uh, and really you could even go beyond that and say, he really picked John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, according to John, 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 <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, but, but Jesus was, a. I mean, he, he, he traveled around cities. He met thousands of people, healed mm-hmm. people. Uh, he had people. He had thousands of people following him, but his community was three uh, and twelve. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an example of what what we should be looking Absolutely. for too. Um, yeah. Maybe we want our influence. If we want to live our life in a way that influences thousands, that's great. But your community is three yeah. or four or five or, or you know somewhere in there. Yeah, and I think Jody had touched base on a little bit um, earlier with our society today. I think we can get distracted and think that we do have a big community because of social media. I've got 700 friends oh, on yeah. Facebook. Yeah. I've got, yeah. of course, I'm, I've got community, but I wouldn't consider those community. I would consider that connections. Yeah. You know, so yeah, finding that, good word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That community is something that digs in someone you can talk to and go. Yeah. To. Well, and we feel like we can, you know, if we share something on like a share a, a prayer request on social media and we get, you know, 400 little care emojis, yeah. then then our community is, is really there for us. But it takes me zero effort yeah. <laughs> to click on the care emoji. I mm-hmm. do care. Right. But it doesn't require any effort from mm-hmm. me. And I don't think that you should consider that me being in your community if right. that's if that's what our relationship is. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and also social media is probably not the best place to air your your you know, whatever you would say in a Christian community, 
social media is not always the place to do that. And I see people fall into that trap mm-hmm. where they, they post things on social media, like hoping that other people can build them up and encourage them. And that can be good. But when you give, I mean, sometimes you just go too far on there mm-hmm. and that really should live in the context of a, of a close community, not a internet. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep, yep. yeah. Um, so there's, there's our tips for pursuing community. Um, and this is a second core value, which means we, we value it very highly, and mm-hmm. it should be num- step number two. Um, mm-hmm. Well, it's not a value that we came up ourselves. <laughs> this is a biblical, you know, value that we're like, okay, right. if we're going to follow yeah. Jesus, this is what it looks like. Yeah. The, the way that I kind of view our, our core values is a blueprint to or a map to experiencing God and having your life transformed by Absolutely. him. Yeah. And if, if we're seeing it as a map, pursuing community is destination number two. Sure. Um, it's the second place you should visit. After, you, after you've established a vote daily, pursuing community is step number two. And so um, maybe, you know, if you're like, if that's where you are, uh, work on that before you listen to episode three when it comes out in a couple weeks mm-hmm. um, on, on guiding biblically. Uh, just because don't get ahead of yourself. Like, don't, don't skip this one just because community can be hard because it can be hard. Yeah. People are messy. Mm-hmm. We're messy, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and we have histories and we have struggles. And uh, you know what? Sometimes we frustrate each other. Mm-hmm. And so kind of goes back to what you were saying. You know, we have to press in even when it's messy. Yeah. You, you're not going to have a close friend that will never upset you at any time. You yeah. know, they're going to we're going to upset each other. And so showing that grace and and working through that and pressing into that relationship is very important. Yeah. yeah it's going to build a stronger relationship. It's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for watching or listening to this episode of the Other Six Podcast. Uh, Thank you, Jody. Thank you, Patrick. My name is Preston, and we'll see you again in a couple weeks.